Thanks for listening to the Best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. A Pelican, we think, is in the news. And that would be Zion Williamson. And he's in the news because, as you may know, the Pelicans made a big trade before the deadline. They got C.J. McCollum, the high-scoring guard from the Portland Trailblazers, and they're excited about C.J. because uh, C.J. is a a big-time scorer. Uh, He's a very good player. Never been an all-star, but had he been in the Eastern Conference for most of his career, I do think he would have made some all-star teams. Uh, He's played five games with the Pelicans, and Rob, he's averaging 28 points a game. Mm. Six rebounds, five assists. Now, they are one in four in those games, but still, he's putting up numbers. (laughs) And uh, the big news over the All-Star weekend was that CJ told Kenny Smith, Charles Barkley, Shaq, and those guys that since being traded to the Pelicans, he hasn't talked to Zion. And uh, interestingly, Rob, uh, Zion reached out to him after that quote. After it became big news, and they've since talked. But uh, J.J. Reddick, who now you know is a broadcaster, former player, he played in New Orleans with Zion. He uh, shed some light on Zion's relationship with the Pelicans, and uh, it wasn't good light. Here it is. I get that he's hurt and away from the team, but you just traded for one of the 50 best players in the league, a guy that's supposed to be paired with you. Reach out and say hello. I, I, I'm, I'm, this is a pattern of behavior with Zion that we are seeing again and again. And look, I was his teammate. I can describe him as a detached teammate. That, that, is, that is an accurate statement. This is just, this is basic, basic level of humanity being a teammate. Send a text to a guy when he gets traded to your team. That is just normal behavior. That's the bar minimum that you have to do. And the Pelicans yesterday sent out an email for season tickets for next year. Guess who wasn't in the email? Whose name was not in the email? Zion's. Like, what the heck is going on in New Orleans? Uh, I think I think I would have uh, asked him to give me a few more examples. I think what he's talking about is right. Of he said that on he, first take. Yeah, huh? AJ Reddick. He said was that it? on first take. First take. Today. Okay. This morning on ESPN. Yeah. Um, I probably would have asked Chris if I would have sitting across from him or whatever. Like, I need a few more examples of being detached. What else did you see? Uh, what else went on? Now, you know, I want to just get a feel. Everybody's not friendly, uh, and everybody's not the same. I agree you would think so, Chris. You would think so. But I know a lot of examples in our business where people aren't that friendly and don't do things and, you know, and whatnot. And you still go to work every day and do what you have to do, um, regardless of that. Uh, so everybody's not the same. Everybody's not. So uh, I, I the, the thing that bothers me probably the most, and it's not, he's not the first guy to do it, but, you know, train 
separate from the team or work out or get back into shape or whatever it is he's doing because other people have done it, but it just doesn't feel right. Like nothing there feels right. And Chris, when he when he played and when he was healthy, spectacular. Right. Spectacular. 27 points, 60-something percent shooting. Spectacular. But, I, I, but I it just you. doesn't feel right. Something is amiss. Well, and that's where I think – I mean, I agree with you. It'd be nice to hear some more examples. That's all I'm saying, Chris. Whenever that, you... that's, just, that's just interesting. I mean, he's in a unique position. He was a right. teammate of Zion's. He saw, he was in the locker room. He was at practice. He was at the games. He knows. But you know what I'm saying, Chris? When, examples. Some, when somebody says something like that, just I need a little bit more. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, I mean, well, and the reason, and, and obviously the first take, he wasn't interviewing J.J. Reddick. I mean, no, that, no. that's a debate show. So right. uh, that may be why we know Stephen A. was a good journalist. Um, but that may be why he didn't ask for further, ex, you know, expounding on it. But I, honestly, Rob, it would have been nice that's all, to hear I, that's it. That's all I said. But I don't know that we need it because you just said it. We, we've got, we even can see from the outside that he is, a, he is detached from the New Orleans Pelicans. Now, what I will say is this. And, yeah, Sure. He could easily just texted CJ, hey, man, welcome to the team. Excited to have you. But to your point, Zion Williamson is 21 years old. Zion Williamson has played one out of the three seasons that he's been in New Orleans. Zion Williamson is away from the team for the rest of the season. He probably doesn't feel much a part of the team. Right. No, he certainly can't feel like the leader of the team. And he he and he's a young kid. He he probably doesn't know all the etiquette and protocol. You know what I'm saying? Like it, you know what? I Chris? can understand how he was just. It maybe didn't even cross his mind that oh, I should reach out to this guy. And you know what? I think that that's fair from the standpoint that we we know Chris. We're grown men, right? We're right. grown men, right? And you you'd be surprised, young kids. What they're used to, whatever, or you know, I don't, I like it. It just, it just might not have crossed his mind I, that I, I'm I not totally there. I'm right. not playing with this guy. I'll see right. him down the road. I don't know him. He's older. We didn't play in the AAU. I don't right. know him. And then, and the other thing is this: as good as CJ McCollum is, and he's good. It, it, he ain't James Harden. He's not Steph Curry. I'm guessing if they added Steph Curry, Zion would have reached out. <laughs> I'm guessing. Maybe no, I'm wrong. I, I'm with you on that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I it's not. But here's the other thing, right. Rob. And this is where, in my view, this is a failure on the part of the organization. Get uh, How about David Griffin getting Willie Green, the head coach, Zion, Brandon Ingram, and C.J. McCollum on a Zoom call? Thank how you. about that? That that's what it should have been right? anyway, because that's where you that's leadership. Yes. Uh, here's the new guy, whatever, we're gonna get everybody together. Uh and and just chop it up for a little bit. What's going on? What we're doing here, plans we have. Hey, you know, I'm not we're not asking Zion to make plans or tell us what to do. We want him to know what we're working on. Right. And, and this he's, is the look, reason he's we one made of this our trade. future stars. Right. Yeah, Zion, this is a guy that Who's we want to team with you. Yeah. Well, he's 30, CJ. Oh, so 30. that's the thing, okay. too. They're a decade apart almost. That's what I'm saying. Like, so, he has no yeah. connection to him. He doesn't. Right. It's not Simmons and Durant or Harden and Embiid. I mean, you know, but 
Uh, I think that was a misstep on the part of the Pelicans. And, Rob, ultimately, there is a feeling, and there was actually a story written by Howard Beck, friend of the show who's been a guest of ours, on sport, in Sports Illustrated, SI.com, that executives around the league are waiting for Zion, Donovan Mitchell in Utah, and Damian Lillard in Portland to kind of work their way out of their current situations and hit the market uh, by essentially demanding trades, if not flat-out demanding trades. And the feeling of many, not all, is that Zion Rod will be that first rookie or first player to finish up the rookie scale and then reject the maximum contract salary offer that he gets from his, you know, the team that drafted him. It's never happened before. Even when LeBron did it with Cleveland and ultimately ended up leaving after seven years, he did it, but he signed a shorter deal, a three-year deal, but he still stayed in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. He just kept his flexibility and got it a little sooner than he would have. They really think early. he's and it not was smart. going to sign a contract. They really Some do. That. Now, my thing is this, Rob. If I were advising Zion Williamson, I would, I would, if I was somebody close to him, agent, family member, good friend, I would look him dead in the eye and be like, dude, you have got to, as soon as possible, and that is the end of the regular season. You have got to sign this contract extension. Five years, $181 million. You need to sign it because your body has already been betraying you for the last three years, and actually more than that. And just in case it continues to betray you, you, you can lock up this money. Right. If if you don't like New Orleans, and I hate to say it, right, because you know I don't like what Ben Simmons did, and I don't like uh, what Harden's done and all that, but you can work your way out of there. Hopefully you can do it in a better way than Simmons did, but there are ways. You know what I'm saying? It's actually better for New Orleans. Like, if you sign the long-term deal, Rob, and you're making big money, they are better. It's a better chance for them to trade you because in the NBA, salaries have to match up. So now if I trade Zion on a max deal, I can get a lot of good players in return or one great player in return, whereas if he's still on his rookie scale not making the money, you know, he's making five, six, seven million a year, I can't get the same caliber of player, 12 million, whatever it is. And so that, you know, you could work it out if you work with the Pelicans. So, Rob... I that's what I would be telling Zion. I wouldn't be saying think about New York. Let me, uh, look at wherever else you want to go before you sign. No, sign that contract, son. Let me tell you this: I, I, if, if Zion forces his way out of New Orleans, I don't think they're a viable NBA franchise anymore. If you can't, Chris, you can't keep doing this. You can't you keep lost having, Anthony Davis. Am I right or wrong? You, you lost can't Chris be, Paul. Remember you that? You can't be viable. Like like this is what's happening. Like, you, you get to the point where you, you, you lose, you get a big star, and he doesn't want to be there. I mean, he hadn't even played enough to not like it. You know, like he, right. like he hadn't been through anything. He hasn't played. And if that happens, how are they viable? Because I, other I people coming will be like, what? Uh, he didn't know. Well, Zion didn't want right. to be there. Like, like, Anthony uh, Davis right. didn't want to be there. Why do I want to be there? 
I hear you. And and there that is legitimate. The only thing I would say is we have seen, I mean, James Harden didn't want to be in Houston. Now he stayed there 10 years, but you know what I mean? He he worked his way out. Uh Ben Simmons worked his way out of Philly. I, I think this is more so a reflection not on New Orleans. And, and granted, they make they don't have the greatest leadership. We know that. And maybe that's where the league needs to step in and get them better leadership. There's but something I think, going Rob, on, this right. is more a reflection of players. Anthony Davis wanted to go to L.A. to play with LeBron. Ben, and now, Zion, I, I, I'm with you. I don't know what if David Griffin there's talk. They haven't hit it off. I've been told that, you know, Griff really upset the coaching staff, understand Van Gundy, and that he appeased Zion too much. He never wanted to push him. He wouldn't let them coach him hard. Like, he just totally gave in to Zion. And, and obviously and, that and hadn't create, worked. And created a monster. Right, right. That hadn't worked. But I I, I feel you because what you say is legitimate. But I, I wouldn't want to bail on that franchise. Yeah, I, I just, I, if you keep losing people, top picks, it doesn't make sense to keep getting them is what I'm saying. Like, that, right. that keeps setting this franchise back, Chris. Well, you know, Rob, you got two cities, and you got more that will want a team, but Seattle, which was a great market, yes, and Las I covered Vegas, games in which Seattle. obviously would, would be a good market. So, what's the other one? Um, would you say the other one? Las Vegas. Oh, it's just a that matter would be of time. A good market. Right, right, right. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kyrie. Now, the Nets, we know they were involved in this huge blockbuster trade. And they get back Ben Simmons. Nice player when he's engaged. Uh, They get back Seth Curry. And it could fit. Could fit. Seth Curry. And uh, and Andre Drummond, they needed some size, a little bulk, a little beef, a little rebounding. So he he fits that need. They lost James Harden. Good move for both teams on paper. They had two disgruntled players. And uh, both of them look like they could be fits on paper. Well, Kyrie was on Twitch, Rob, uh, NBA 2K22 Twitch. I don't know. I get is he into that? Maybe he's a big video game guy. I don't know. But, you know, his age, he probably is. But here's what he said, Rob, about the Nets. Just watch our squad after the break. And yeah, he said it with his chest. That's why I'm saying it like this. Just watch. Just watch. Just watch. This is great downtime right now. Before things start getting going again, and I think it's like 20-some-odd games left, but I'm telling y'all, watch. Just watch. Just watch. It's almost like an Allen Iverson practice rant. Uh, he, He says, God willing, if we stay healthy, everything works out. Ain't no stopping us. We talking about practice. Practice. Not a game. Not not, not the game that I go out there and, and die for. 
and play every game like it's my last. Not the game. We're talking about practice, man. Practice. Rob, that's the one only, of those quotes. Do you remember where you were when you saw yes, that? Yes, absolutely. I just where thought that you? was most unbelievable. I was working in Detroit. I remember it very vividly because we played the heck out of it. But also, Alex, if you could find, there's a clip of his mom when he was going through the thing with his wife. You remember he, uh, AI threw his her out wife the house out? Or whatever? Yeah. yeah, naked and all that. You remember that whole controversy yep. that went on? Yep. And... They, the reporter asked his mother something, and and she just there's a famous quote that we used to pull out and use. Get out of my face with that crazy stuff. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't remember that quote. But, Alex, you um, got to find that. It's it's Alan Iverson's mom talking to a reporter, and she just and and the reporter asked something about uh, about the wife. Did you ask her? Did you ask her? Not the wife Get out of my face with that crazy naked. stuff. And, and the way she says it is classic. But anyway. Right, right. Yeah, um, I remember. I, I don't remember what city I was in, but I was on assignment somewhere. And it was in the afternoon, and I was sitting at, like, the hotel bar or something, you know. Really? Um, yeah, I mean, I was, it was, I was eating or drinking Soda or something. Right, I didn't I say remember. you were getting yeah, sauced. Yeah. I didn't say, but that. I was just I sitting didn't... there, and and he, he was on and uh, doing the rant, and everybody was. It was just, it, it was iconic. But anyway, all right, here's Chris, the Chris, hold on real quick. It, it, he found the mom thing. I, let's, yeah. Get out of my face with that crazy <laughs> stuff. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Get out hey, of my did, face. I, I with gotta that be honest, Rob. It didn't live up to the billing. That just was a little low. It's funny. I thought it was I funny. knew his mom. Not even know her well, but I dealt with her a little bit. Sweet person. I, I really liked yeah. her. And um, but anyway, there's that. But here's the deal. So what, what do you think, Rob? What, what do you think about Kyrie and his comments? I mean, I don't know what else is he, what else is he gonna say. This isn't gonna work. Uh, he knows that he's a part of the problem. Like what's going Does on? He? Because he yes. ain't say it that way. Yeah, I think he knows. Uh, he but, said, "Just watch." It, but it, but he, he wants gonna to be that the pro, Here's the problem, Rob. No, right. He, he gonna be, be just be, watching. No, he'll be watching. <laughs> he gonna be right. just watching with us. It'll be like right. That'll be it. It'll be like it. Just watch when we sitting back watching the Nets right. and the uh, playing Brooklyn, <laughs> and we're all watching. It's gonna be amazing. I'm telling right. you, just watch. Right. But uh, I don't know what else he's gonna say. I Ky, I like Kyrie as a person. Like I'm just saying, like I like that he's a little different. I don't have all these. Issues. I wish that he could just play basketball. I, I that's what I wish because he's so talented, Chris, and that's the part that uh, I feel bad for is that this might be a missed opportunity in his life, might or be. you know, in his basketball right. career. It might be. It just it might is. be. I mean, I, and, I it is okay. because he's going to retire from basketball before he's forty years old, and he's going to have a whole great. 50 years, you know, something like that left to live. And hopefully it'll be great for him. And he'll have the money and he'll have the time to do every single thing he wants to do. Right. But he will not be able to go back and have the 2021-22 season where he gave up half the season. Let Let me ask you, do you think, and this is a little off the topic, do you think he was affected at all, or he's past that, of feeling snubbed by the top 75 players? Like, do you think he he felt like, uh, I should have been a part of that? Uh, I'm not there because I'm different. Uh, 
do, do you know at all or or not? Um, I mean, knowing what I know about Kyrie, and I, I'm not—I don't claim to know him that well. No, no, no. I'm just—I just, think he felt. I I definitely believe he thinks he should be, should have been one of those top seventy-five players. Okay, but I never heard. And Rob G, hop in if I'm wrong, or maybe you know Rob. I don't remember hearing him complain about it. No, or I don't. say anything. I, Is there any comment about him like feeling snubbed or thinking it wasn't a good list? I don't. I don't recall anything like that. So my my point is this, Rob. Yeah, inside, of course he wanted to be on it. I remember Rob when I played little league. You played little league baseball. We all wanted to be on the all star team, right? Everybody, right? I played, but you wanted to be all conference, whatever. Yeah, like so. I, I don't blame him, and it's not wrong to have wanted to be. Right. On that just, top 75 but I, but I team. Wonder, and he's good enough where he had a claim. Absolutely. But I know I don't know that it's something really bothering him. I don't know that it's something to get over. Because those are know? those are the moments you miss in life, you know, like being a part of that. It's almost like to me, like Dwight Howard became goofy after being a great basketball player right. for 12 years, right? Which shouldn't you, have kept him off the team because no, I agree. Was goofy I too. agree, yeah. but it's the way people look at you. No? No, it, it, right. I'm with I you. mean, and Rodman has rings. That's the difference. Right. Rodman has so many rings. So you can't that, that you can't. And he teams. won with the Pistons. And he won and, with the right, Bulls. So you right. can't deny him. Well, and he, he look. He was a role player. I mean, you can make a very good argument that he shouldn't have been on there because just as a straight up basketball player, you know, he wasn't the most skilled and all that. But he, for what he did, great. One of the greatest defenders. And one of the greatest rebounders ever. So I'm fine with him being on it. But, yeah, like you said, Rob, he won championships. But but the point is this. Yes. Um, I, I'm with you in that I get where Kyrie's coming from. Like you said, what are you going to say? Of yeah, course, you got to exude it. confidence. Right. However, I don't want to hear it from Kyrie when you're only going to be able to play nine of their 23 games remaining. And then where you're not going to be available for the home playoff games, at least at this point. I, I just don't want to hear it because you ain't got nothing to do with it, to be honest. Now, that's an overstatement. Yeah, you got a little something to do with it. But you could be great. You could go out there, average 30, 10, and 10 in the nine games you play and lead the Nets to a 9-0 and record, and y'all still could finish under 500. In the rest of the season. Exactly. You could go out there and be phenomenal against Atlanta, against Philadelphia, against Milwaukee in the playoffs. Right. And then you lose the series. So I'm just saying, I don't, this doesn't, if, if he were about to get vaccinated or just got vaccinated or if New York changed the law, then I would love this quote. I just think, Rob, it's just, it's like me or you. Is it empty, if I'm gonna be off for the next, if I'm gonna be off for the next two months, and I'm coming out like, yeah, y'all need, yo, y'all need to check out the Odd Couple because we t- we get busy. We the best radio you've ever heard, and I'm not gonna be here for the next two months. Right? What 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 does that sound like? No. So that, that's so, my so, issue. So so it's empty to you because of that, right? It's 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 yeah, hollow. Yeah. It's, it's just. I mean, I don't. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. If Durant said, "I that's and look, 
I got family members who aren't vaccinated, so I'm not ripping on Kyrie for not being vaccinated. No, I know. We we both said that. Right. That, that, that's but not the... I'm just saying I don't need all this braggadocia when you're not available. And, Rob, when Kyrie's not available, they don't have a second score. It's Kevin Durant. Now, I like Seth and I like Patty Mills, but they're not second scorers. And so they have a big void to fill. They had Harden. We knew Harden going to get you 20-something. So it was fine even without Kyrie. But now, so that's that's my only issue with this. Yeah. Okay. I you think know? that's fair. I don't think that that's yeah. picking on him or being over nah. the top. It just it just rings hollow because he's not going to be a part of it. And you just right. said it. He's only playing nine of the last 23 games. And then, and then – if they go on the road and playoff, you just, you just can't win. I'm not saying that they couldn't win a, a home game without them, but it puts your team at a disadvantage. Absolutely. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right. He's a Fox Sports Radio NBA analyst. He's a Sirius XM NBA radio host. He's the New Orleans Pelicans color analyst. That brother be hustling. Antonio Daniels. What up, man? Yo. Welcome. Oh, man. What's up, fellas? <laughs> you know, we got questions for you. Yes, you... and we know you got answers. We put you on the spot. We, you got answers. We believe you have answers. So, you saw it. J.J. Reddick, former teammate of Zion Williamson's there in New Orleans. You were there when he, you know, was playing for the team. He calls Zion a detached teammate. Um, what are your thoughts on this? It's been I mean, the, the big story is, in the league today. Yeah, that's, that's J.J. Reddick's opinion. Like, the thing that, that's crazy about this is J.J. Reddick comes out and he says something about his experience with Zion, and people are asking me my opinion. My opinion doesn't matter because that's how he felt. You know what I mean? He was actually but what in is, that what is your p- opinion about Zion? Because we want to know your opinion. As far as as a teammate, is he detached? Because from the outside looking in, I I know it's not unusual for a guy to be away from the team, but he is away from the team. And he's, you know, he's only played, it'll be 85 games in three years, Antonio. So basically one out of three seasons. It seems like he's detached. We've read the stories about he's not high on David Griffin. He may not want to stay there. So it seems like from the outside looking in that what J.J. said is true. I don't – I mean, again, that, that's, a, that's a tough question to answer because when I – all the practices that I've seen Zion at on the plane, during meals, on the bus, um, and shoot around, all this stuff, he has not seemed that way. But, again, okay. I'm not saying J.J. Reddick's wrong because this is what he experienced himself. This is how J.J. Reddick felt. You know what I'm saying? So somebody can seem a certain way to me, but when there's someone that's entrenched in it and has to deal with somebody throughout locker room situations, at halftime, when you're coming in and you're down 10, or you're up 10, when the game is over, post-game comments and so on and so forth. Like, I'm not saying J.J. Reddick's wrong. I'm saying I value J.J. Reddick's opinion, and here's the thing. He doesn't have an axe to grind with Zion, though. That's the thing. He doesn't, like, my opinion doesn't matter. He, he doesn't, like, there are some people that are speaking on this whole matter, and they have an axe to grind. 
You know what I'm saying? So right. I'm kind of looking at their opinion sideways. Like, okay, well, you know what? You have an issue here. You have an issue here. Or your feelings got hurt here. Or whatever it may be. J.J. Reddick is just speaking on his experience in New Orleans. What? What's, uh, how about this? Just your gut. The way it feels or, or, and, and, you know, the New York Knicks thing and his ex-two teammates are playing for the Knicks now and all that. Just the gut. I mean, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. Is he going to wind up there? Is that is that what you're feeling like, or or do you I'm think not, he'll be a Pelican? I, you know, for me, Rob, it, it comes down to. I don't think he'll wind up there until he has to go there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he's given no one any implication that he wants out of New Orleans. But what'll happen is because we're in the player empowered era. Anytime something happens that is not status quo, people automatically think about how many guys over the past two years or so, how many stars we've said, oh, you know what, they went out. They right. want to go. You know and what I'm saying? Some of them like, do. That, that's, <laughs> right, that's true. And some of them do. But that's what we, that's our, that's like our go to. Right. You know what I mean? That's our go to when someone's not, when someone's not pleased with a certain situation, something that may have happened in the organization or whatever it may be, the next. The next step is, oh, you know what, man, I bet he wants to go. You know what I'm saying? And the difference between Zion and a Damian Lillard or someone like that is Damian Lillard is more seasoned at expressing himself. Right. You know what I mean? Damian Lillard has said time after time after time, I'm ten toes down in Portland. But you know what? People keep asking him every time something happens, well, did you want out now? Hey, they traded Robert Covington and Norman Powell. Do you want out now? Hey, they fired the coach. You went out now? Hey, they traded C.J. McCollum. You went out now? So it's like that's our constant go-to. Do you – What I mean, Rob and I have said – well, we'll just ask you your opinion. Him not reaching out to C.J. Now, apparently he has reached out to C.J. since since C.J. made the comment that he didn't reach out to him. What's your thought of that? Um, is, is that a big deal? Is that like, wow, or, or red just flag? Yeah, just I mean, right. for me, right. and I'll be honest, I thought that was different. I thought that was different. You know what I mean? I didn't take it as a red flag. I just thought it was different. You know what I'm saying? And, and in, So in most cases, you would expect him to have reached out to yes. CJ? Yes. But okay. I also know CJ. And I, I've known CJ forever. You know what I mean? I've known CJ for quite some time. And I also know if he didn't reach out to CJ, the thing that CJ will do, CJ will reach out to him. That's what I loved about what CJ said. When he was on with the TNT crew, he pulled no punches, but he was just speaking honestly. Again, he didn't have an extra grind. He was just being honest. Oh, you know what? I haven't heard from Zion yet. So people was like, oh, man, CJ went in on Zion. No, he didn't. He was just saying that he hadn't heard from him yet, which is the truth. You know what I'm saying? And I also right. know with CJ being CJ, him being as bright and as smart as he is, there's a reason that he is the president of the Players Association. That he would find a way to get in touch with Zion. Some way, somehow, that was going to happen. But there are certain things, fellas, that are certain things are being made to look bigger than what they are. And I'm telling you this because I know. The whole season ticket thing where it's like, oh, you know what? Zion's not on it. Because those that advertisement was to season ticket holders this season to try to get them to renew for next season. So the reason Zion wasn't on it is because Zion hadn't played this year and he might not play this season. 
So people are making bigger things out of this than what it is. But you know what happens? Anytime I say something, it's, oh, he's just being a homer. He just sided with the Pelicans. No. <laughs> that was going to be the, the next is- word out of Rob's mouth. No, it wasn't. Right, of course. No, it wasn't. It Antonio, is. no, I don't know. I'm just I, messing I, with you. I don't Antonio. think I don't think you 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 play that uh play that game. There are guys who no. I will have to push back on and Chris knows if they come out doing that stuff. Right. Uh and and I get it. You know, like you're you're advertising reason- to people and you got and you gotta be truthful. He's not playing. Right. He's not playing. But the reason I mean- that I struggle with these with these conversations, not just on you guys' platform but on different platforms, is people will pick and choose. They have selective hearing on what they want to like we live in a culture that loves the negative. Right? So right. if I do a, if I do an interview with Zion and he said, Man, I love New Orleans, anybody who knows me know that I love New Orleans. You know what the response is? Oh, he's supposed to say that. But if he says, you know what, I wanna I wanna go, I wanna get out, now people run to the bank with that. Right. If I say something positive, the only reason I'm saying something positive is because uh, I'm, I'm the New Orleans um, Pelicans color analyst. You right. know what I mean? Not, like, well, let me. Let me I, I, I don't work this. that way. Mm-hmm. What? What? If they? If he does somehow decide he doesn't want to be there and they lose him, I'm just thought this is obviously hypothetical. Whatever. I just said to Chris, would New Orleans still be a viable place to have a franchise if you have? continue uh, to have right. guys walk away from that city. I mean, Anthony Davis, uh, and now you would have Zion. How bad would that be for the organization or, or franchise? But the thing is, sometimes – so I guess what we should do, you know what we should do? We should just basically collapse the NBA to about eight teams. Maybe the two L.A. teams, maybe Golden State, Miami, Chicago, um, New York, Brooklyn – who else am I missing? Whatever, whatever big market team, Miami, that's right. eight teams right there. So we should just remove the other 32 teams. You know what I'm saying? Because it seems like anytime someone goes to a small market, we do what we can. Their narrative starts then as to why that player should not be in that small market. They, 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 they crushed Giannis. They crushed him when he signed that extension in Milwaukee. And, and if you remember, you'll never win. What a mistake. You should have gone to Miami, blah, 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 blah. And all the guy did was win a championship. Right. Exactly. They crushed him because he chose to stay in a small market. Yeah. It's funny how it works. All you hear is Damian Lillard, hey, he needs to leave Portland. He needs to leave Portland. Would they be making these same comments if Damian Lillard was playing with the Lakers or if Damian Lillard was playing with the Knicks? Like, I don't know how many times I've heard Damian, man, Damian Lillard need to go to the Knicks. Zion need to go to the Knicks. Maybe we should just completely <laughs> remove 22 teams out the NBA and keep the eight large market teams in the NBA. Because it seems like this, now it's Donovan Mitchell. Would Donovan Mitchell want to that's, get out of there? That's you know? what they're waiting like, on, right, Chris? Nah, that is right. the talk. That is that's the, the talk. next talk. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So, it's like it's like if you're, if you're a star and you're drafted into a small market, you're constantly swimming upstream. It's almost like being recruited to a small school with other big schools recruiting you. Right. You know what I mean? Well, if you come here, we can offer you this, and we can offer you this, and we can offer you this. and like. But the media runs with that narrative constantly, though. That's the part that's, that's different to me. All right. That's our man, Antonio Daniels, keeping it real. We appreciate you, you man. You know it. For sure. I appreciate you, fellas.